Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, August the 29th. And welcome to our commentary. Just a quick heads up. I have uh, three videos there in the archives the, on Monday with Bill Katz, the editor of Urgent Agenda, on Friday with or Sunday night with George Rodriguez, our good friend uh, down in South Texas. And of course, our, our conversation with Comandante Casorla all the way down in, in Venezuela. But these three videos, the three different topics that I'm going to recommend that you check them out. I know the one, uh, the, the conversation that we had with Comandante Casorla in Venezuela received uh, a big distributions. We certainly appreciate all of you who listened uh, to it. And it was really a rare insight into what's happening in Venezuela, a country that we know a great deal about, but at the same time, we don't know a great deal about. So check out the videos, all three of them. I think you'll, you'll enjoy them a great deal. The big story, the big story in Texas uh, about to happen is going to be, of course, the impeachment trial of Attorney General Paxton. Right now, he was impeached by the House, and now we're moving to the actual trial itself before the, the Senate uh, here in Texas. They have 31 members in the Senate, 19 Republicans, 12 Democrats. How it's all going to break down, I don't know. I think based on the information we now have, that I believe he will survive impeachment or he will survive the trial. That's my sense, based on the information that we have. Now, that could change once the actual trial begins. So we're, we keep an open, open mind about that. But right now, I think he will survive. And one of the reasons I believe that we, he will survive is because a lot of senators are going to be very cautious about reversing an election. And that's what they're going to be doing. If you remove the attorney general from office, you're going to be undoing the last election the election of November 22, where the attorney general got a pretty big number in his re-election bid. He's also very popular uh, in Texas, the attorney general with the Republican base. So my guess is that he will survive. But again, again, as I said, I'll keep an open mind uh, for any new information that may uh, come out. It'll probably take about 30 days to do this, or the whole trial. Should go about 30 days, so that will consume most of the, the month of September uh, involved in this, uh, in this trial before the Texas State Senate. Remember, that's the jury. Uh, the Texas uh, State Senate is going to be the jury. I have a heads up for you. I have an, a post over at the American Thinker that came out Tuesday morning where I'm talking about gasoline prices. And I continue to say that gasoline prices are really the driver of inflation. If you want to see where inflation is going, check out gasoline prices. And gasoline prices are going down, are going up. Uh, $3.50 the last time I filled up. I think it went down to like $3.29 in some of the stores uh, around here. But it's still higher than anything higher than $3 is uh, uh, pretty high here, pretty here and pretty high here in Texas. So, you know, where the gasoline goes exactly in the future, I don't know. You hear all kinds of predictions, but I can tell you where inflation is going to go by simply looking at the price of gasoline. And right now, if gasoline prices continue to go up, I think the pressure on inflation is going to continue. And that means that food prices and everything else is going to continue to go up, or at least it won't come down. Now, a lot of people are looking at the Fed chairman, Mr. Powell. What's he going to do? There's talk that he may raise interest rates to 
you know, continue to put pressure on inflation. They may do that. They've already increased interest rates quite a bit. Look at the mortgage industry. Uh, the, the gasoline prices are putting quite a squeeze on the family budget as well as the food prices. And that, I think, is what explains a couple of statistics, statistics that came out this week about uh, credit card delinquencies and automobile loan delinquencies. In other words, more people are having a problem paying their credit cards and more people are having a problem paying their automobile loans. And that, again, I think it's a reflection of inflation. Inflation, gasoline prices, food prices are really eating into the family budget. So if you've got less money, well, something has to give. Maybe you don't pay that credit card on time. Maybe you don't pay that car on time. You know, it's uh, it's just that way. That's the reality. Uh, and that's why gasoline prices, I think, are so important and why we have to keep an eye on gasoline prices, because that's really the driver, in my opinion, of the inflation train. If you can stop the increases in gasoline or if we could go back to a time not that long ago under President Trump where gasoline was a lot cheaper, like around two dollars you would see a lot of the inflation pressure just taken right out of the right out of the system. So, again, keep an eye on gas prices. And that's uh, the point of my article, because if they keep going up, inflation will continue to uh, to go up. You know, there's a lot of a lot of talk about why Vice President Biden, what was exactly Vice President Biden or then Vice President Biden doing with his son? How much of this is connected? Did any money go to Joe Biden from his son's business. And I've tried to keep an open mind about this because I, I, I don't want to be jumping to conclusions. But I tell you, it's becoming more and more difficult to defend uh, the relationship between Joe Biden and his son. And now we see new information that Joe Biden was using uh, three different fake emails to, to speak to his son. Thousands of emails that they've discovered where he's contacting his son but using fake names. Look, I think if you're using fake names to speak to your son who's doing business uh, with companies and countries that apparently are part of the vice president's portfolio, that doesn't add up. Something's going on. Something is going on. And, you know, one wants to, doesn't want to jump to conclusions, but at the same time, it doesn't look very good when you have uh, this information about Joe Biden using three different names to send out something like 5,000 emails. There's something going on. And again, it's getting to be more and more difficult to believe the idea that Joe Biden had no idea of what his son was doing. It's just getting very, very difficult to believe. And that's why I predict that the next 90 days, meaning before the end of the year, uh, it's going to get this story is going to get very hot. This story is going to get very problematic for uh, for President Joe Biden, because the information that they're about to release, bank records, and all these other things are, are going to make it very difficult, I believe, for President Biden to say that he didn't know anything uh, or that he didn't have any influence or that he didn't have any contact with his son's business practices. That's getting very hard to believe based on the information that we are that we are seeing. You know, some new numbers came out. Some new numbers came out. Uh, President Trump versus President Biden. There was a rematch of those two. By the way, I don't think that rematch is going to happen because I don't think President Biden is running for re-election. But 
Anyway, the, the rematch right now, the hypothetical rematch right now between President Trump and President Biden, President Trump is gaining, at least the last three or four polls that I saw, he's gaining on President Biden right now. And I think there's a couple of factors, uh, a couple of factors going on here that are hurting the Democrats, whether they realize it or not. The first one is that I think more and more Americans are getting more and more uncomfortable with these indictments. And the fact that they're throwing all these uh, all these things at President Trump in an election year, you know, you're going to have trials going on in the middle of an election. We've never done that before. I mean, elections have always been sort of sacred territory for the American country or the American government. And now all of a sudden you're going to be having trials in the middle of an election, like the trials are going to begin one day before or one day after Super Tuesday. There's something going on. I think a lot of Americans are beginning to worry that the Democrats are engaging in a bit of overkill. And I think that's starting to benefit uh, President Trump. The other factor, too, is that the more the time passes, and we've now had two and a half years to look back, almost three years, to look back at the Trump presidency, the Trump presidency looks better and better as time passes. Because if you're a typical American, your life is not better under President Biden. The, the Biden presidency has been a disaster for the American middle class because of inflation, interest rates, and so on. So a lot of people are worse off today than they were when President Trump was in the White House. And more and more people, I think, are picking up on that. And it's getting very, very difficult for the Democrats to say, well, the economy's coming back and all of that. Well, yeah, the economy came back because all those people came back to work, not because of anything that the Biden administration did. And in fact, if the Biden administration did anything, was to spend a lot, a lot of money, and that uh, those expenditures, of course, contributed to the mess uh, of inflation that, that we're facing right now. So I think Trump looks a lot better as time goes by. Trump looks a lot better in comparison to the Biden administration. And that's why I think maybe his political fortunes are going up uh, uh, at this time vis-a-vis, of course, uh, President Biden. We don't know. If President Biden doesn't run for re-election, God only knows who the Democrat is going to be. I have no idea. But uh, that's, uh, that's the way it is right now. You know, if we go back to th- 2005 on this day, this was the day that Katrina hit the city of New Orleans, and I'm sure you remember the images, absolutely horrific images of flooding and everything else. You know, once those levees broke, there was really not much that anybody could do. President Bush was criticized a great deal for Katrina, but yet time proved that he had done a good job and that much of the failure had actually been the failure of the local government and the state government for not having prepared the city of New Orleans for this eventuality. But of course, they went after President Bush. They called him all kinds kinds of names. They exploited this to to attack President uh, Bush. But Bush looks better and better in retrospect with respect to Katrina. And I guess the best part of the whole thing is that the city of New Orleans was rebuilt. And today the city, of course, is there once again, you know, being the place that it always has been over the years. But man, 18 years ago today, Katrina and that whole thing was just a mess for the country to watch on TV. And you know what? There was a lot of irresponsible journalism, too, during Katrina. A lot of reporting that turned out to be true, especially or false, I should say. A lot of reporting 
that turned out to be false, you know, like about the number of people who had died and all of that. So, you know, the media was a bit irresponsible too in the way they the whole thing was covered. So Katrina, 18 years ago today, 2005. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later.